Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A big welcome to you, Nelly Tolu. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, my sister. How are you doing? We are strong, Sissy. How are you doing? I'm very strong. As a senior family, I have to be strong. Mm. Well, you know what? And as a constant, please. As a, as a farmer, I think you are strong because they are, the people who wake up the earliest in the morning and also sleep the latest are usually farmers and they keep our stomachs fed. So you are a strong woman and we commend you for that. So firstly, tell us about your company, your business. I mean, um, our harvest, uh, what is it about? What exactly do you do? Because I see you are not only just cattle farming, but there's a whole um, product line that you are producing from cattle. Yes, my sister, you're very right. Uh, it is a value chain. So when you're doing the farming, you cannot um, focus on one sector or separate the sectors um, and work in silos. You need to work with other farmers and within your your company, you need to do the value chain. So we have the seed loads where we feed our animals. They come from 180 kg to 220 cages. Then we need to put them inside the feedlot until they are like 500 cages and ready to slaughter. So you keep weighing them, you keep feeding them, uh, you keep uh, vaccinating them, you nourish them until they, uh, they reach a three-month um, cycle where they are finished. Then you take them to the upper toe where we have the slaughter house inside the farm. So inside the slaughter house is where we do the carcass and the pre-assessment and the after-assessment of the carcass and filming. And we have a professional meat inspector that do the stamping of the meat that is right for human consumption. And then we take it to the courtrooms and then we cut it into specifications according to clients whether they need quotas or they need to turn to tipos, vores, patties, means, etc. So we deliver it to butcheries and separate like shisanyamas and individuals and rituals. Thereafter, we focus on the skin. We preserve the skin, we process the skin, uh, we put it into the milling and put the chemicals and then process it into different products. Carpets, cushions, belts, um, keys. So we do like different, different, different products of really high to very beautiful, even the keys. And now we're focusing on the Involulo. We're even working with the Royal House where they have a lot of skins and they give their skins to us to do the shields and develop the skills to, to the communities as well. So our value chain is like that. It's the feedlot, it's the apato, it's the puchari inside the farm, and then it's the tenary processing and, and guni and hype processing. Indeed, it is a value chain of note. You are not sleeping on the business. You are working very hard. Let's take a quick break. A team is I'd like to um, invite you to join in in this conversation. I mean, cattle farming was previously known as that which is 
done, especially when it's mainstream and uh, it is commercial on large scale, by white males. And today we've got black females who are taking this industry by storm. If you are perhaps uh, an aspiring farmer or you are a farmer as well, call in, interact with our guest Nelly Kulu, and uh, let's uh, make sure that we get each other inspired to do better and do bigger. 0614104107, that's our WhatsApp number, or SMS 41391. Social Conversations. We still continue with our social conversation talking to Nelly Ulu, a cattle farmer, and uh, she also does tannery. Um, we're talking the business of cattle farming. Uh, Nelly, we're on the line. I've got A.T. Mampo who wants to join in on this conversation. Good evening, A.T. Mampo. Good evening, Mantule, and good evening to your guest. You know, Mantule, you is so you exp- uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead, Mpo. Yes. You know, Mantule, it's so encouraging to hear young people you know, venturing into the business of farming because in the past, as you said, it's a business that was owned mainly by white males. And uh, having listened to your uh, your guest, so inspiring. I want to refer to a a a, a, a not SEF, it's a it's a low, it's a Soto radio station. They said it this afternoon, whereby the premier in the Free State held a uh, sort of a come together with young farmers. I think guys who are 30 years and younger, 150 of them owning their own farms, you know, having their own farms, they're being assisted by the government to start, to start this project. And they, they, were, they were sharing their experiences, how successful that they are, you know. So for me, for young people, you know, to stand up and not, you know, throw stones, like the previous scholar was actually throwing stones. For me, it's actually bizarre because there are young people who are taking initiative, like the one that you are talking to now. It's inspiring. They must inspire other young people. It's sort of, you know, standing there and throwing stones and seeing all sorts of, you know, negative things that would make this country go backwards. You know, this lady is very inspiring. I was listening, like I said, this afternoon, 150 young uh, farmers doing very well, successful, having uh, being assisted by the free state uh, government. So I want to applaud this uh, young lady. Uh, hopefully the, the, the other young people who, who, who should not be used by people who have got their own agendas, you know, to go and take toy and make a mayhem in our streets. You know, they, Paul, they must take initiative like this. You know, mm. Paul, I think it's not only for young people in South Africa because uh, the plight of unemployment and the opportunity of entrepreneurship is there for the taking for all of us, not only young yes. people. All of yes. us as South Africans yes. should actually yes. be taking up um, uh, the stand and saying, I'm going to start something in order exactly. to create employment and uh, create a viable economy for myself, my community, and exactly. to have a ripple effect in the country. Thank you so very much exactly. for calling in. Exactly. Thank you, Mandul. Nelly, there's someone, an AT Mampo, who's commending you for taking up the baton and actually running with your farming business. Now, first, thank you very much, Mampo. What what inspired you to start our Harvest Farm, and did you get any financial banki- backing and uh, funding from government? Um, yes, my sister. I was actually working by profession. I was actually working as a wellness manager at Prosa, and then I resigned in 2013. 
because I actually wanted to develop my community because I was working in the city. So I wanted to come back in my rural community because we had uh, repainted the land by then. So I could see that uh, there is nobody to develop them and I have the passion and the know-how since I was exposed to now in the city and in some kind of business. So I came back home. I started to work as a, a co-op with other uh, farmers and then I started my own uh, farming business. But I'm still working with other uh, farmers. And the main reason was that on the red meat section, there are no female farmers. I am the only female uh, doing the red meat or I'm um, say the upper toe uh, in the whole of KZA. There are no female owners, uh, upper toe owners in the whole of KZA. So as on the tenary side, I am the only female in KZA also doing the tenary and processing of the hides. So I started with three employees when I started, but now it's 22 of us. As you were saying, it helps on the improving on the job opportunities within our own community. So now we have 22. In two years' time, we will have 40 because we are expanding and government has started to to help uh, with the funding. Like we've got tractors, we've got the fit mixers now, we've got the proper fitness structure where we're doing this whole uh, value, process, uh, value chain processing. So there is intervention from the government. But when I started, there was no funding, there was no intervention. I had to do it on my own for more than four years. Only on the fifth year, they started helping out. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you had the start that uh, required your capital, required your availability, required your knowledge. Mm. I, I, I'm one that firmly believes in that, that if you are to start something and it is to mm. grow and you are to respect mm. it, you, you need to invest mm. something in it, not only just your Very knowledge true. and passion. There's something, because, I mean, even scriptures say where your treasure is, that's where your heart lies. And young mm. people should be inspired by this. In fact, everyone should be inspired by this. Don't wait for someone to give you a hand up. Create that hand up yourself, because mm. it is your passion. Mm. Mm. Now, mm. here's a message here from Abiso, who's in Bloemfontein, who says, Good evening, Pat, and to your guests. Good luck to our female cattle farmers. I'm happy to hear a lady elaborating much about farming and how vast is the sector. I'm also into farming with two qualifications in agriculture. However, I'm still struggling with funding. Quite encouraging to hear young people like myself engaging themselves in farming. It is vast and it is one of the sectors that government should be using to advance and address the uh, exasperating unemployment rate. And yes, definitely, it's, it's one that sh- creates food for us, but it's also one of the largest employers in South Africa. So farming is one of those that we should be considering um, to, to back. You started with a co-op, and you say there are not a lot of females in uh, cattle farming, um, but obviously mm-hmm. this is something that you are set to change. Why is it that females are not in this industry? Is it because it's still very cutthroat, very male-dominated, very difficult to get access into markets, or are there other reasons? Uh, it's very much male-dominated um, and judgmental because even when you go to the meetings um, with other apartheid owners, like 98% will be the white uh, male apartheid owners. So it will be just two individuals of black male uh, and then just one 
female owner. So you get discriminated, you get judged. So you have to push in and stand your ground and know that it's your passion and you want to develop your people because uh, you are the leader now to show that this thing is doable. So, But in time, they get used to it and they actually support you once they've seen that you know your stand. So are women still shying out because of discrimination? Or uh, let's be honest, Nelly, is it the discrimination? I don't think anyone in South Africa was discriminated against. I don't think I think it, it's probably to do with the financing because getting into farming is expensive and it, it is. is a long process. You don't yield your, your, your results or your profits very quickly as in other businesses because it's, it's not FMCG. It's not like you buy the loaf of, you bake it today and it's sold today. You have to wait. You have to have the patience. So could this potentially be one of the reasons why women are not running towards farming? Yeah, funding is one of eight. Yeah. But the discrimination is, is still there. You won't believe uh, if I tell you that on the first two years when I came here, it's an everything. If there is a car stolen or they don't see the, the white farmers, they don't see their animals, they will come to my apartment and invade and threaten my staff and come to the height preservation and want to see the, the, the branding. So yeah, I had to go to the courts and ask for a court order because they were trespassing and threatening me. And I was sure. the only black female around the area. So now it's just two of us around the area, everyone is white. So there is a financial situation, but there is also a discrimination. Sometimes they start to break some like expensive bulls and then the next morning their bulls are short and it's dead. They spend like 500000 on the bulls. So there is a bit of discrimination as well. So but funding is like a pillar, it's a main challenge. With the discrimination, I mean, you've just um, shared with us something that I don't think, you know, is, is fair for anyone to experience, whether male, female, black, white, um, whatever it may be. How did you handle it? And how are you handling it now? Do you have law enforcement backing you and assisting you? Do you have the community backing you and assisting you? Yeah. Yeah, there is a community taking and assisting, and but within the male uh, uh, culture or about uh, but there are those that want to see you prosper and that they can see that you are just doing professional and honest job that will support you. So on my case, they were divided. So there were those that were saying, "But why are you discriminating this lady? Because she's just assisting us. Because if there's an emergency, there's a cow that is trying to give birth and it can't, so they can bring that." to an apartment instead of throwing it away. So after going to court, they had to say that actually they don't have to discriminate one another, but now we recognize me. Let's go to a voice note. Yeah. I'm responding to uh, SAFM uh, evening, Thursday night, evening about 10 o'clock, uh, about female cattle farmers. There's not a chance in hell that anybody can make a success of cattle farming because they the cattle just get stolen. Uh, and, you know, it's because the police are not interested to protect the farmers, the cattle farmers. 
So good luck to the female farmers, but uh, it's, it's really a tough business. Sure. So uh, the theft of cattle, I mean, uh, this is uh, from the voice note, seems to be quite rife. Uh, uh, do, you, do, do you have backing of the police? Uh, uh, do you feel safe? Yes, feel... yes no, definitely I have. Uh, we work with stock theft because we also don't want to take the animals that are stolen. So we try and eliminate. So we work with the stock theft, we work with the association for all the farmers. So there is a law enforcement involved. But, so but what can you say for those who are saying, look, it, it, it's quite tough and there's a lot of cattle theft, so it eats in into your profit margins. What can you say? Um, where can they get the help and the support that you have managed to galvanize around yourself? Yeah, there is a lot of stock theft, but you have to be in the association. They, if it's there, uh, there are, um, are groups. Uh, of communities that helps with the dog theft and alert and the cameras and security patrolling. But on my side, because it's a feed lot, they don't graze. So they are just inside the farm all the time. So I don't experience this that much. But other farmers that are doing grazing, so it's way theft, it's like high. Here's a message here from Mafefe in Limpopo. Um, oh, no, it's actually Shorty Sinyalo, who's in Mafefe in Limpopo, saying, Good evening, Mantule and our guest. I'm very much impressed by Nelly. I wish her all the best, and I hope young women will follow her footsteps, especially those who are in rural areas. So since you moved back into your community, Nelly, have you managed to get a lot of other people to join in in your initiative and inspire others to start initiatives in uh, agriculture? Yes, we are. As we speak, we've got in an association called the Ubumbalola Bali, uh, where we have formed a consortium with like, uh, different primary uh, businesses of farming, forming together a group where we're doing the agri-hub. So we busy with the business plans and all that to form that big agri-hub that will cater for all farmers and it is reaching now as, as farmers, not only as one and teach. Mm, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Nelly, are there contact details where young, uh, people can be in touch with you, especially those who want to get some of your combos? I see you've got a breakfast combo that has vors and chicken, Viennas, Russians, uh, burger patties, chicken polonia. You've got Nje combos, lunch combos, uh, green combo. So people might want to be in touch to buy combos or they might mm-hmm. want to be in touch so that they are able to, 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 to just learn from you and, um, and also get inspired by you? Oh, definitely they can use my, uh, my number. Can I give you my cell phone number? Go ahead. It's, it's 071 and the email is ourharvest.invest at gmail.com so they can either WhatsApp me or email me. Excellent. Uh, Nelly, more strength to your bow. Thank you very much for joining us. I can't wait to taste one of those hampers. Yes, it take me very soon. So, prepare hamper. I am. Thank you. Thank you so very much for the opportunity and exposure. Excellent. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you very much, Nelly. Um,